Dr. Skeleton's stepping in for the perverts over at the CDC. Like we we are we are now. We'll we'll take it from here. We'll yeah. We'll take over your number one source. But okay. So what do you do if like okay? So you're trying to figure out your isolation period. Like you could have to assume at this point that like we've all potentially been exposed. Yeah. Because you'd have to be really lucky not to at this point in the U.S. Which is, but, I don't want to derail this, but side note, you know, they've never done a good job of explaining like, okay, you're saying exposed. Right. Like, what does that necessarily mean? Be, because there's like the common sense one of like, yeah, you've, you've been like, like I traveled on a plane. So like I've almost certainly been ex- exposed by any definition of the word, but like, what's the definition? Because, like, I've probably been exposed when I, I'm going to the grocery store in New York. Yeah. But I don't isolate for a week after every uh, every chore yeah. or that I run, you know? Right. Yeah. So, like, there, I guess there's versions of it, like, depending on what exposure means, I guess. But, like, I don't know. Because does exposure if, even mean that you've gotten some of the the uh, the goop, as they call it? Did you get some of the goop on you? Right. Or does exposed just mean you were around the goop? Because, cause, like, don't they say, it's not like you get, like, one little atom or whatever. As we all know, the smallest thing of a virus, I'll call it an atom here for the, the plebs, uh, you get one little atom of it on you. Uh, I think they've been, people have been hitting home lately that it's dosage. Dosage matters. So you get one little atom on you, it doesn't mean you have have covid i think yeah like but, when you go to the grocery store you're like probably like microdosing omicron rather than like taking a full hit yeah so are are you exposed then because do you have to have be able to give it to other people to be exposed or does exposed mean that you have it so no i don't well okay here's the thing i'm making this up as i go along <laughs> yeah as, as all of us are right yeah but i will be giving advice on earnestly so exposure i believe i believe i would not just i wouldn't necessarily mean like there i would use a different word if if uh, to describe myself if i have covid that would be like positive or i would you know say i have covid right so exposed could be like means that like um let's say that you get the feeling that you've been like big dose of the goop You've you've been you you got a big dose of the goop like you got gooped yeah you got you got gooped um and I guess the line is probably somewhere between you know grocery store run where you're like doing it all as safe as possible distancing mask that stuff and then airplane right yeah I mean like as if airplane's the most dangerous thing you could do but like yeah um but but I guess it is somewhere in in there we're like okay. There's probably more of a because because you're in that you're you're doing an isolation period because of that, um, uh, because you were like traveling, right? Yeah. Maybe it was more about being in Iowa than necessarily being on an airplane. Yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> in yeah. retrospect, it was probably that mostly. Yeah, but so either one of those things, like one of those, is like the event where like okay, I can assume I got gooped. Um, one of those things, and so at some level, yeah. Right. And so when you assume you get gooped, you're in this sort of like period or this 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 liminal space of um maybe I'm a I I am 
actually goop positive. I'm COVID positive and uh, like I'm exposure plus like I am, I do have COVID, but I don't exhibit symptoms for whatever reason. Like you'd be asymptomatic. I think that's a, that's a thing. Or you got exposed, but it didn't take. You were able to, you know, yeah, fight off the goop um, or avoid the goop. Uh, but either way, like you don't or know. Or it if just didn't asymptom- get to you, right? Like right. what they just or didn't get to you. Maybe this you didn't isn't get the goop. That's what's confusing to me. Sorry, I don't mean to derail, but I want to you know say, like, yeah, what if they just somebody just goops all over your foot? And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Now you got now you got goop on your foot, but it's I don't think that would necessarily give you, you know, COVID. But like that sounds like exposed to me. But it's probably you could be carrying around goop all day on your foot, but I I think it doesn't last that long on objects. So like it maybe just it just dies off. So you've been carrying it around on you all day, but it never gets you because it right. didn't, it didn't it find could, a, yeah. a hole or something. Right. So I guess where I'm going this with this, I guess where I'm going with this is that like there's a range of possibilities as far as goop exposure goes and goop and goop getting like you uh, could have yeah like the goop could, could totally missed you or you could have fought, fought it off or you could have actually become COVID positive but asymptomatic and obviously you could like start exhibiting symptoms and then you kind of like have like then you kind of do have guidelines at that point where like oh okay. You kind of know, I don't know, you see, you see like contract tracer or contact tracers talk about mm-hmm. day zero is the day before you started exhibiting symptoms and then you just like count up from there and then you probably just do like two weeks from then, mm-hmm. from that point. Um, uh, it would be like pro- maybe like a safe way of doing that. But you don't, so like again, there's a range of possibilities if you're asymptomatic and um, I feel like the move at this point and my advice, not necessarily to you, you do what you're going to do, but everybody else, everybody <laughs> I'm giving, I will, I will, I will, I will be paternalistic to everybody except Ben. Ben is the only one <laughs> that I want to be, make up his own mind about this. But, um, like you would probably want to err towards, like, you just have to assume it's like the most severe version and like act mm. accordingly. And, um, so I guess like, like we, we just went through the CDC 10 day down to five day thing. I think okay, we cannot we can't we cannot pay attention to the perverts over the, the center of for disease control. So what do we do? We listen to the perverts over at Dr. Skeleton Art School. Um, but also like, okay, so but but ten days seems like maybe like the minimum. I feel like people are saying two weeks at the beginning of the pandemic or something like yeah. that. I would probably go two weeks. I would say two weeks. Um, if I like know for sure, like, ah man, I was near goop. All this is all this is supposing, I suppose, that like you don't have access to like testing or um, things like that, where you could, which is a safe, safe, which is bet. a safe bet at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, but yeah, like if you can isolate for two weeks, do so. Yeah, maybe is the move. Maybe, yeah, I mean they've really. I said the same thing last week, but like they've really done a very bad. Obviously, they've done a bad job at this, but. In particular, they have done a very bad job at like the public education part, which I guess maybe kind of makes sense on some of this stuff because it's like, well, you're doing a bad job at the stuff that you should have done even before focusing on that. But uh, yeah, I mean, like I think I said, same thing, like two years into this and we really don't know like 
probably pretty basic stuff about you know the face of it like the virus itself like it's one thing to kind of know how to react or have developed intuition people you know people have a lot of bad made a lot of bad choices but like two years in probably everybody kind of has their mind made up on how they're reacting or at least they've they've been doing stuff they're not like isolated and too much in fear of like not knowing what they're going to do uh but i suspect i don't think i'm just projecting on this one but i think the probably the vast majority of people still like it, you know myself included don't really know anything about like the uh how would you say it like the uh the material makeup the sort of more scientific aspects of of covid you know yeah i mean i guess like i remember sort of at the beginning of the of this like i was consuming a lot more information about that kind of thing like mm-hmm. trying to i don't know read up and and like there it seemed like there was information out there like you could like get a sense of like how viruses work like you could and then like you could figure out like how the vaccine works like Mm -hmm. um that that came along like uh i have definitely not retained any of it nor have i sought it out any any time recently Mm. um i kind of live in the more like yeah i'm I'm a i'm a bioethicist (laughs) more than a biologist um but is that kind of what you're talking about like like how like the virus works and mutates and stuff like that. Like the scientific I guess, elements. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I think, think that's out to there. COVID, but I mean, I think like to COVID specifically, and I just feel like after two years of it being a global pandemic, I feel like it should have, uh, there should have been a little bit more public. I would have expected like, more public the, education. Yeah. Like as, as part of like it, I mean, I guess I have no idea, honestly, what Fauci does. Um, yeah. And not even to, like I'm obviously, you know, I think I'm, I I am I am anti-Fauci, but also like I think, uh, on earnestly like I just do, do not know like what he says. I don't see anything that he puts out. I don't know where I would go for it. Honestly, probably I think he's just on TV. On so I would have to watch TV. Yeah, okay. Um, miss me with that shit. Uh, but I guess like, but part of the, like the public communication campaign presumably <laughs> maybe there was part of that we're like do you think that there was some sort of community let's just assume there wasn't so we can stay right about this but like um yeah that you would maybe hope that part of it's 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 uh not just do this do that but like there's here's how viruses work or here's how this virus works yeah um I- I guess what I'm ima- imagining is like, and and I'm not really imagining anything concrete. Let's be clear. <laughs> I'm just saying something. But I guess the closest thing I can th- think of like to the uh, sort of sentiment of what I'm getting at is like, I feel like if you imagine like some, uh, some like post-apocalyptic movie that you've seen where maybe there's been like a nuclear bomb or there's like <clears throat> zombies or something like that and everybody's like camped out in their little... Uh, you know, ten-person uh, communes out in the uh, in the wilderness or whatever, and then there's some kid who's grown up their entire life in the zombie zone or whatever, mm-hmm. or the nuclear blast zone. They usually know they're like a scientist or something. You know, they're like a little <laughs> they're like a little homegrown 
scientist, you know, maybe they're not going to solve it. They don't have their own little lab, like we don't have a little our own personal labs or whatever. They, but they got a they lot of know zombie about facts. It either through a lot of either through science or through like like a, a, a strange almost like religion thing that has sprung up around. Yeah, it. there's some sort of they know in about a scientific it. way. Yeah, in a in a in a more scientific way where you can you you know at least uh, sort of second order facts about it, not just like right. a practical human yeah survival fact things. Yeah, right. They know Have like seen- oh. The zombies, you need hydrochloric acid, and you can make that with, you know, I don't need to complete that sentence. We all know how you We all know that. Yeah, where that comes from. But what? You just put hydro plus chloric together. Yeah. I think it's and, how and you need a little acid. Breaks down like that. Top it off with a little acid. <laughs> <laughs> Zap that in the mic, in the, in the horno de for 30 seconds. Yeah. You're good to go. Yeah. Um, anyway, it stinks, dude. They're... They're really. I'll say it. Nobody's been saying it in the world. They're, they're really messing this one. <laughs> they're messing <laughs> yeah. this one up. They're not doing a good job. They are not doing a good job, dude. I it, like. I know this happened like last week before we recorded, but I don't think we like split, explicitly talk about it. But the, like the CDC going from ten days to five days at the behest of Delta Airlines is. Yeah. I mean, like, I, 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 I like it does seem like maybe. At this point, more people are turning turning on them a bit. Like now people are less blindly following that since that point. I don't know. Maybe that was a bit of an inflection point. But like again, there's not really like <laughs> what did what do you do now? <laughs> yeah. Other than listen to our guidance. It only works if you like can isolate for two <laughs> weeks, which like nobody can do. Um yeah, I, I mean, like one percent of people can do. Like, it's I, I don't know. Zoe and I were just talking to, but it's it's so funny. Like, all, like the PMC class and everything. Like, no, nothing we know how to do is useful at all. Obviously, yeah. Like, there's maybe like what percent of what? Per, I guess this is maybe a question. Like, what percent of the like U.S. population do you think is like doing something? actually useful that's like would be useful in a practically yeah i mean i i i don't know like people people this kind of gets at and shelly and i were talking about this while we were waiting in a long long car line the other day uh people like to bring up the hypothetical and i think this is what you're kind of somewhat getting at in a sense of like oh imagine that you're time traveled back into the past and it's like what would you do if you're like a yeah, it's not really what I'm getting at, but like, kind of, I guess. Maybe. I feel like it's a. I I don't know. Maybe that. When I, guess, I think yeah, about useful, it's like it's 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 like what would be helpful in a community? What's 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 helpful in a community? Like what's like I guess maybe I'm thinking like you're, you're trying you're trying to set up your your um uh your autonomous pod with like a hundred people in it. Yeah. Uh, and. Like everybody gets a role, um, or the, and they can have n- number of roles. Uh, like, but like, what skills does the PMC class have that can transfer into the pod model? Yeah. Well, okay. Not not to not to defend not to defend myself on this one, <laughs> but I I I'm not a big 
me, of course, I will be Philosopher King. That's good. I, I will yeah. take that. <laughs> I'm not a big fan. Like, you, you've kind of already, like, uh, how do you say this? You've really, like, scoped down. Like, because you're defining, like, useful as, like, uh, it's useful in the context of 100 people. But, yes. like, we live in a world of, like, 6 billion people. So if you, you know, Everybody will be assigned to a pod. Everyone, you know, we're here. People have desk jobs like i have a desk job because we build on top of like abstractions or things that already exist but like yeah i mean if you say you're gonna set up a a little autonomous pod and you only have a hundred people you can't have like these high level abstractions that people are working on top of because with a hundred people you yeah, need so those people to fill more basic or uh I don't know. You may say like more like primitive functions of stuff. Now, and I don't mean that in like a white collar, blue collar, yeah. like that kind of primitive thing, but like you Essential. need, it, it's, it's like, like uh, I feel like engineers, developers, software people talk about this all the time. It's like, well, if you went back like 30 or 40 years or even like 10 or 20 years, if you go into the past, what are you going to do? Because there's like a lot of people, whatever, you're like a web developer or something like that, like front end web developer and you, and you use like a certain technology or whatever. And you think like, oh yeah, if I went back to like 1970 and I went to like the University of Illinois or MIT or something like that, yeah, I don't have anything I can contribute. I'm not going to do anything. Uh, but like they still feel a, a useful purpose uh, like I mean, to today. I, I mean, debate, I guess, yeah, maybe you debate. My point here is maybe that like, that it's not really that useful. Like it's useful to maybe accruing capital. Like it's a cr- useful to like the current model that we're in, which is, you know, useful in many ways. But I guess, I mean, that's I, not really my question. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I think it's hard to, because I don't think that's necessarily true. I, I feel like that's sort of like reducing if, if you're kind of like reducing all contemporary things like that to just being like, Oh, this is just, marketing which kind of sounds like that's what you're getting at where it's like yeah this is just marketing this only exists to sell things but i don't think that's really true i think there's uh, there's like a lot of people that do that stuff now but it like they use their skills for selling stuff more or less uh or, or marketing things but that doesn't mean that the skills couldn't be useful for other stuff as well like people I'll grant say you that I do think I think I am mostly thinking about marketing in general and how but, but and not just like things that get labeled as marketing but like how you know marketing extends into a lot of different like ostensibly like non marketing areas too but I I I I guess I don't want to necessarily put my foot down about like yeah higher like abstract abstract thinking that would be um like I don't know me of me of five years ago would be very mad at current me if I did that. Cause like here, here's like an example where I, I I've seen people uh, complain isn't the right word, but kind of use this as an, a counter example in a, in like a similar domain. They say like, you know, like what about logistics? Like there's so many people that are in logistics and they're basically just focused on like, you know, how can I help Amazon or Walmart? ship stuff to people uh for for cheaper or whatever and like on its face that could seem like a very uh you know just it's not marketing but like for how we're using the word it's kind of like a marketing type thing it's just like making more 
money. But like logistics and the tool chain that kind of goes into it, it's still very useful in like a more, I don't know what you want to call it, like an, your, your ideal, more altruistic society or something like that with like these, uh, whatever, bad things you want to hand wave at kind of removed. Logistics is still super important to get people things and, and, and whatnot. It's, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, not, not, not debating that, that people you, use their skills sort of... or use these things for, or abstractions for not, uh, not good things to kind of keep hand waving at it, but I still think they could be very useful, but you also need everybody is, is the problem. Yeah. I, like I'm not, uh, I don't know, maybe this is hot take, but like people say like, Oh yeah. Uh, like a f- farmer has a super useful skill set or something, but like, a uh, I don't know, a software developer doesn't. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you're living alone or something like that, sure. But I think they both have, in, in a world of 6 billion people and growing or whatever, I think they both have things to, uh, to contribute. And yeah. you, I mean, take, taking the money away, obviously there's still the disparities when that comes into play. But if you just think about their, their skill set and their, you know, potential altruistic role in the world, uh, I think they can both, you know, they're both useful. Yeah. I mean, I guess, we can we should probably move on, but I do think that some of that does presuppose a you know a connected centralized model uh idea of the world rather than rather than like i don't know i, I, I as time goes on, I do kind of see myself becoming more and more of like a i don't know what the like i don't know what the buzzword thing is like. I don't know if you call it an anarcho-primitivist or whatever, but just like, uh, yeah, like I, maybe, maybe, maybe you do need to go back. Maybe you do need a hundred person pods and everybody is in just a hundred person pods and there isn't really communication or connection between them. Um, and so a software developer wouldn't really be useful in that, in that role. I mean, nor would I. Yeah. Obviously, outside of the, I would be coordinating at all. I would be in charge. Um, you went movie mode yesterday. Oh, I'm always movie mode. Why? What did I tell you yesterday? You said you watched like four movies yesterday. Oh no, that was uh, well, unless you're backdating this episode. Are we pretending oh. that it's s- today's Saturday? No, today's Sunday. Yesterday, I watched uh, I watched a couple of movies. The day before, I watched a lot of movies though. On gotcha. uh, what is that? January. Oh wait! Yesterday, Last, that would be New Year's Eve. I Crap! Suppose. Yeah, New Year's Eve. I watched a bunch of movies. New Year's Eve, I watched like four movies. Yesterday, I watched like two. I've just been doing movie mode, movie mindset. Any any good ones that you want to talk about? Uh, uh, well, I watched I watched Chunking Express last night again, but I watched that a lot. I've, I think I've, that's a good one. I watched. The Grandmaster with with Tony Lung, which is another like It Man movie, which is pretty good. Uh, I don't know. I rewatched a bunch of stuff. I saw uh, I saw Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious for the first time, and it was oh, it's about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah. Uh, no, cool. it's it's a it's it's okay. Uh, 
All right. It's about. I would love to see your letterbox. It's all the same review. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I started. I mean, yeah. I I think I told you this offline. I I realized. Okay. I I had a bad opinion of it. Letterbox seemed like a very uh probably cringy thing that I didn't want to get get involved in. Uh, but I realized that it's it's much more convenient to just use their thing uh to keep track of stuff rather than uh manually updating my my spreadsheet uh so i did start putting stuff uh on there and i i did i, I i'm not rating the movies i'm not gonna do that at least for another can week we, <laughs> can we talk do, do you want to tell tell a little backstory about why you think letterboxd is a bit cringy like your personal connection wait i for, i forget what did i tell you oh just the like you found your brother's letterboxd <laughs> oh yeah yeah i found my i found my younger brother's letterboxd uh, and uh, it, it made me cringe. So I was like, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna make that same mistake. I loved his username. I don't know. Oh, you found was... it? Did I? No, show you it told to you? you told me what it was. Oh, it did I tell you recently, or I sent it to you in the past? No, it was like a long time ago. Okay, yeah. Oh, I should have looked there because I spent a long time trying to find it again. Uh, <laughs> Shelly and I were thinking about it. Yeah, I guess I won't. Uh, you probably shouldn't just doubt him. Yeah, can you? Yeah, it's not like a bad. It's it's not, it is it is legitimately just a funny name, um, but yeah. okay. So you're on Letterboxd. You're not you're not writing reviews. Are you giving them star ratings? Oh, oh, no, no, no. I'm not giving them star ratings. I'm not gonna do the rating thing. That seems dumb to me. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do the do that. Whatever. Uh, I did start writing. I did start writing not reviews, not like serious reviews, but uh, little notes sort of that i guess are just mostly sort of jokey things but uh yeah i started writing little notes i think they call them i think they do call those reviews but it's not like oh this is a good this is a great movie because of the the mison scene yeah i I would (laughs) say that this has yeah roger ebert i would say this has pretty good mison scene you know Mm -hmm. i love when a movie has some of that yeah like i don't know I cannot Nothing say enough. I, I, I'm sorry, Roger. I'm 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 not saying much. I would love to, but I'm just so focused on that Mison scene. <laughs> <laughs> only knowing that's the that's the guy who only knows one m- movie film term, <laughs> who's been invited to be Roger Ebert's new co-host. I guess. <laughs> Audi- yeah, we're doing live auditions. On, yeah, um, that was like when when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, like wanted to like contribute to discuss, talk discussions about like, uh, <laughs> food, yeah. like the, the recipes or whatever. And I would like take a, take a bite of something and I'd be like, I'd be good in this. Uh, time would be good in this. Like the one <laughs> herb I know. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Used to do nice. that a lot. God bless Eat. my mom for just always being like, oh yeah, that's like, yeah. You're such a refined, <laughs> refined <Yeah>. palate. <laughs> Yeah, eating yeah. a Christmas cookie. I should put some MSG on this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, maybe not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, I watched. I watched. Some Which? Movies. Sorry, gotta say MSG. That's that is white people be crazy about MSG. They, uh, they do be. Yeah, I mean, really do about MSG. Old. Uh, do your Do your parents do this? My. I mean, my parents. I know this is like a. This is like a a meme slash 
often quoted microaggression thing. But uh, yeah, boomers love to say, "Oh man, I'm so sick because this has so." Yeah, it, that had the food last night. It had it had MSG in it. Oh, I don't my think my gosh. parents are. I don't think my parents have ever said the let, those letters in in oh yeah um, connection to each other. It's a slur in the house. They're they're a little house. they're a little less MSG, a little more MTG, baby. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, no. Okay. Yeah, they play Magic the Gathering a lot. Oh yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, they're big card collectors. Um, I think we need a little less MTG and a little more the other MTG, and I'll let you yeah. decide which MTG is which. <laughs> well, didn't Twitter decide they're she's, gonna have a little bit less MTG? Yeah, she's on been their banned. Shit? She's been yeah. banned. Yeah. Okay, sorry, I. I I derailed. No, I have no. no I'm, I'm I'm about to do a, a mise en scene uh, level have you, discussion. <laughs> have you mise en scene? Hey, folks, have you mise en scene this movie recently? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm on a mission to <laughs> mise en scene as many movies as I can. Uh, but <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> who's the Star Wars guy? Mise mise. <laughs> <laughs> Misa, <laughs> see. Uh, Jar Jar Binks. Um, Eber. I was gonna try to do some sort of. Oh, okay. About, sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. Um, <laughs> I can't even think of what he would say. It's just Misa. Misa, scene. Misa, scene. A new movie. Actually, is yeah. that racist for me to do Jar Jar voice? I don't think I'm doing Jar Jar voice, but I think Jar Jar the character was racist. Not. Who's he based I, on, though? Well, I really don't know what it's supposed to be. I've got a wide open. Now mind. I've backed myself into. Now I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. But I think I think there are. I think I think I think people have decided that you know, Charger was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think I've said this before. So, sorry, I got to go one level deeper. I think I've said this before, but uh, I mean, psychology testament house stupid it is have i told you about the story how in high school psychology class they played uh some star wars scene because i haven't seen star wars really they just played some star wars scene where it's like a big battle and jar jar binks is running all over the place and they play it with like the real star wars music and then they play it with yakety sax afterward and they're like that gave you a different feeling (laughs) god i love psychology dude yeah yeah damn (laughs) But it is, but it is very funny because I I haven't seen Star Wars and so that's that it was like a I feel like it was a long scene it was like ten minutes of fighting and they just kept looping yakety sacks and so that's a large portion of of Star Wars in my mind because it's the only one of the only Star Wars things I've seen and so a large portion of Star Wars in my you had mind to guess is just which was the yakety sacks yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is actually a, a way funnier route to go down than. The one that I was gonna talk about. Um, uh, we should come back to it because I've been watching the Bourne movies with Zoe. Oh, but, nice. Uh, uh, like, okay, so Zoe's super into like the Enneagram. I think we talked about yeah. on, on the show before. But um, the community does like I can't tell if it's like in earnest or like how serious or like jokey it is. But like the Facebook groups that she's and stuff do like um they 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 like it's called like i think you type somebody but like you you, you analyze you just say, i'll just say you just analyze 
somebody and yeah. like you know like your your best friend or something like oh i think you're a you're a type four um or whatever um because yeah. of this this and this um but there's like it's 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 kind of a thing now to like um be analyzing like characters from pop culture and stuff and so there was like mm. they were doing like uh enneagram analysis of uh the grinch recently <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me of that um post we found a few weeks ago on here it was like what does mr bean suffer from <laughs> <laughs> and like they're doing like serious i mean they're like putting in work about like um yeah i don't know different like archetypes about like what the grinch has going on <laughs> <laughs> sounds like that uh that I don't know if it's real. I feel like probably it's based on based on a true story. The empath meme thing yeah. that people have going on, like That's me and empath sensing very negative vibes from Osama bin Laden. Yeah. <laughs> My girlfriend screaming at me for hours for cheating on her. Me and empath sensing that something is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it, okay, that reminds me, like, so that's like i don't know like a, a joke on tiktok i mean it's some different places but like people are doing that joke on tiktok and i've definitely seen like people like screenshot tiktoks that are like doing like a some version of that joke or you know a different joke but they'll just screenshot it and like post it on twitter and be like uh tiktok is so stupid like gen z so don't like people are incapable of understanding that uh they their friends are not the only ones who can make jokes <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like they're yeah. probably making fun of you if you're like a millennial and you're <laughs> <laughs> yeah as a self-described empath um, yeah speaking of gen, gen z i saw oh, i mean I, I did see my brother that's how the uh the letterbox thing came up when i went to iowa he he's the he's the, i guess maybe one of the only gen z people i i really know or like a core gen z person that i know because he's He's doing the 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 middle part thing. Whoa! Like he's a damn. Like like he's in a K-pop band or something like that. You know? Is he an e-boy? Is that outdated now? I mean, I don't know. I don't know about that. I. But yeah, I mean, he had the. He's got hair basically my length, maybe a little bit shorter than me, but pretty much my length, I would say. Oh, actually, Shelly says it's longer. Okay, so let me just say everything. Uh. But okay, imagine he it's has just hair basic. of some length, or pray, maybe he doesn't have hair. And he has it, yeah, he has it parted down the middle. Here, I'll, I'll do this visual thing for you. I mean, it really yeah, does look like okay, it doesn't look like that at all. Yeah, I, I, I hope it bit, doesn't. Like, um, <laughs> it looks really bad. <laughs> okay, imagine my hair because I do, I, I do uh, a millennial, I was gonna say boomer, I do the millennial, I guess, the, the side part thing, right? And I've got a widow's peak, so it's pretty noticeable but he's done it just it's both sides it's what i have but both sides yeah that's yeah. uh that's cool yeah does it look good does it is, is he pull it pull it off i mean he looks goofy to me because i've i've known him a long sure. time that's so. a big move to like that's the i i i respect the just like um doing something with your hair yeah as a as a guy is hard i don't know just like yeah it took me a, it took me years and years and years to work up the courage to like comb my hair. Oh yeah. <laughs> Just like do anything um like with a 
as, aside from, you know, just like, oh, I don't want to seem like I care about my hair. And so then, oh, and then yeah. to, to change it up. That's cool. I mean, nice. I, I Respect. did. Okay. You got to give me some credit. I did. I did the, I flipped the part last week. Remember? Don't forget don't about remember. me. What are you talking about? I what flipped my part. Can you tell? Can you tell that my hair, my part is on a different side? I don't have a part. Whatever you call this. The, well, yeah, side part. This, the swoosh. Goes, it goes to the different side. You change your, you, 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 you uh, quaffed differently? Now it goes right to left. Before it was always, always, always really left, left to right. I, yeah. I, I sorry, I, I, I didn't notice. Why, why'd you switch it up? Uh, my uh hair stylist lady, she just parted it the wrong way, and I was, I, I was, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want to tell her. She just, she huh. just part, yeah. Rode your bike too fast. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so normally when I go get my hair cut, last couple times I've got it cut from her. Uh, and she's styling it and stuff. She's telling me like, "Oh, remember, this looks better if you wear it down uh, instead of pushing it up." Uh, but and I'm like, "Yeah, cool." And then I wear it down. But then I ride my bike to go see her when I get it cut. Oh, so, so ride... you always come in with with it up. Yeah, and it's I the only time it's it up. Pushed back, and she reminds me every time. She's like, she's like. Are you sure you this looks like cut- shit? Uh. <laughs> She's like, are you sure you want to cut down? Cause you came in with it up and I'm like, no, I want it down. And, and I just never tell her about the bike thing. I'm just like, yeah, I want it. And then this, this time she you just tell her about the bike thing. Yeah. This time she was like, she didn't ask me. And so she just cut it sort of up uh, and, and swooped back. And then she also pushed it to the side. Yeah. And I realized, Oh Yeah. She cut my hair to look like I just got off of a bike because I come in <laughs> like I just got off of a bike every time. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Fortunately, my hair is like thick enough and long enough I can just, you know, push it down. It's not like a crazy style that has to stay up or anything. But yeah. Yeah. Next time I'm going to I'm gonna comb it straight down like the girl from the, uh, the grudge or the, the ring or whatever. <laughs> like over your face? Yeah. Straight yeah. down. This is what I want. I still got to I mean, I still, every time they want a picture from me, I still do this. I started doing this when I went to Hong Kong, and I still do this today. When I walk in and show, a, they want to get a new hairdresser. They ask for a picture? And they want a picture. I like show them. reference. Yes. What do you want? I show them a picture of Audrey Hepburn when she had like a boyish haircut, not the long hair. But I still do. <laughs> I always show them a picture of Audrey Hepburn, and... And they Bro. always look at me and they say, but this is a girl. And I say, yes, but this is what I want. <laughs> and they say, are you sure? And I say, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's it cool. It works. It works. I mean, she really does. <laughs> she really does look like me. <laughs> Not really, I guess. But I guess it, I got to look this up. Look up um, Audrey Hepburn. Here, I'll try to find a picture and send it to you. Short hair. Short hair. That would probably do it. Yeah, I mean, this is this is it. I mean, you got it. You got it. It's pretty much what my hair looks like. I guess you don't really see me with it like this, but um, I'm like, there's there's a lot of different. At many points in my life, I have had hair like her. Now my hair is a little the, longer. The thing, like, okay, the one that I can send me the one that you, you you're referencing because I'm looking at some the one only ones that make sense to me. Like you could find probably 
800 pictures easily of men with that haircut. Yeah, I know you could, but I, she's the person who, because I never have a picture. So I need to look up a picture, and I can't just look up man haircut. That'll take too long. So I always look up Audrey Hepburn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. I respect that. Yeah. <laughs> we have a similar hair color. You have to admit All that, these too. Photos, she's only in black and white. <laughs> she's in black and know. white, yeah. No, they're in the color pictures. We have a similar hairstyle. Color, sorry. And I tell them, put put the big red ma- lipstick on me, too. <laughs> At the end. I will be holding this uh, cigarette holder thing this entire time. Yeah. I mean, that's something that she does. Uh, speaking of hair color changes and hair changes, and I'm going to tie this back in, whatever, but in the, in, in the Bourne identity, um, Jason Bourne and uh, Marie, they're on the run, and they change up Marie's hair and stuff. And part of oh. this... Is that they're like, okay, we got to dye your hair to make it look different. And she has like, um, kind of like medium brown hair. And then they dye it to make it look dark brown. Mm. <laughs> and uh, like, it, I've seen this movie so many times and I didn't understand until watching it with Zoe today that like, yeah, or yesterday that like, yeah, they were dyeing her hair. It's like, it is a different color now. Like, I don't know. I feel like th- if the CIA is after you, Changing your hair color from medium brown to dark brown oh. is not going to be the evasive maneuver. Is this? A, I, I haven't seen this movie. I don't think. Is the actress's name Frank Put, Franca Potente? Yes, I believe so. Oh, nice. I just looked up a picture. Lola. Of her. She has bright red hair, like uh, the uh, the Matrix. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, not in that movie. I don't think. Oh, okay. No. Um. Yeah, she's 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 run Lola run, she's cool. Who's L- let me see? You That's her name. L- run Lola. No, I mean no. Have you seen Run Lola Run that movie? No, that's I'm looking it movie. up. Let's see this. Let's see it. Oh, that's where she has the red hair. Okay. No, I haven't seen this. Interesting. You sh- it's very good. Um, she she really she really her hairstyle really is like uh, Matrix. Uh, yeah, it's like bright pink. But what's her What's her name? I can't think. I know they have their siblings. Are they? Did the siblings both direct the new Matrix movie, or just one no. of them? No, oh. just Lana. W- why not? What's the other one's name? It's Lana and Lily Wachowski. Wichowski. Oh, Lily. I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I I don't know what the what the deal is. Why Lily sat it out? But Weep. I gotta say, if I was Lily Wachowski, I'd be kind of been be like, y'all know who to thank for the the good Matrix. <laughs> Probably. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see it? Was it it was bad? I did watch the new Matrix and I kind of don't really want to weigh in, but I guess I kind of did already. But like okay. I don't know, I didn't really like it. Okay. And I don't nice. know if that like I think I I've know, only seen the first one. Real stupid. That's the only one you really need to watch. The other two are fun. Or I mean the other the the second and third one are like mm. kind of fun action movies. But the first one's op- is the best and fantastic movie. You can stop there and you're not really missing much more, I don't think. Um, like it would be sick to see, like I can see like going to see the second two Matrix or t- Matrix two and three in the theater like when they when they came out and having like my mind absolutely blown. But like now watching it, it's like oh that's okay. That's a way to spend a couple hours. Um, but okay, 
Born. You so which have you have I've seen, seen Born? I've seen some Born thing. I think I've seen one with Matt Damon and then another one with that uh, uh Hurt Locker guy. Oh yeah, Jeremy Renner, yeah. They reboot oh, yeah. so they made like the original trilogy like 2002, 2004, 2006 or something like that. Okay. And those were with Matt Damon and then they like brought back Jeremy Renner like to try to redo the franchise and everybody hated it and then they brought back Matt Damon again. And then everybody hated that one too. So, for the purpose of our discussion, we're going to be talking about just the first three Born movies. Okay. And um, so, when you think about the mise en scene of the Born movies, or when you think about like the style of the Born movies, what comes to your mind? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. That's, <laughs> I just remember that's okay. him kind of running around in the street, mm-hmm. and people told me, "Okay, I'm not. I don't want to be negative." But I think you've told me in the past you're like, oh, you would like this because you like James Bond stuff. Uh, yeah, you. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't have a, I don't have a. Uh, have an annoying take on this. No, I, I don't, I don't really have a negative opinion about it. But I definitely don't have a positive. I don't remember the movie positively. I've never thought I want to rewatch it. I would say. Yeah, there's like one kind of Bond move that he does in the Born Identity when like, kind of like knocks. He like takes some people out by like. Uh, he like he shoots a henchman and then like I don't know jumps on his body and goes down the whole like stair like to the middle of a staircase and as he's falling he like shoots another henchman and he uses the first henchman's body like cushion his blow and it's like ridiculous and that's like the only sort of like Bond move hmm. in uh in the whole movie um and it, it honestly kind of takes and like it's, it's it's like cool but you're like the rest of this is still very like grounded and um mm. gritty i guess is the way to do it but so the born movies i think like they're sort of like lasting contribution to the um action genre movies generally well a big a big contribution or i don't know they they're known for their like their the shaky cam the handheld documentary style in which they were filmed mm. um it's, <laughs> he's looking into the camera all the time like he's, he's in doing the office. gym face yeah <laughs> oh my god it's gym face <laughs> um but yeah so it's it, it's shot like very very it's it, it, it's very stylized in that way and uh it it does get pretty extreme like the, the like during the fight scenes cameras like moving everywhere like a lot of fast cuts tons of coverage um it's very disorienting um and for a long time i think uh, i think now like if you I, I think there was sort of like a backlash to that um and then so like the hunger games kind of did a similar thing and everybody was like this is like boring and it's bad um you know shaky cam it just became something that like laymen were able to recognize as something and once you get that point with sort of like you know jj abrams and lens flare becomes something that people like lens flare and then you just uh like then you can't like do it anymore really or like it's 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 i'm clearly annoyed with it um (laughs) the way i'm talking about it you're annoyed by the 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 response to it yeah the like me my pleb takes yeah (laughs) I don't I don't think you have had those takes. <laughs> but like just like um film Twitter, not film Twitter, but like, you know, like entry level film Twitter, I guess. 
Yeah. Like those people who like, I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know what's it, but people, the, the JJ Abrams lens flare is such like a, like such a, I don't know, meme joke thing that like, that's not, you don't have to be like a movie head to make fun of JJ Abrams lens flare. Um, I love Michael it. Bay explosion. It's I'm great. An, I'm on negative. I'm on uh, ground zero of film Twitter. I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing a soy face at, and the and the point Anytime at every I see a every lens time flare. at the lens. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. But but I mean this Wes Anderson got it for a while. Like, yeah. like oh symmetry. Oh I get it. Like it's it's it, it, to me it's just something that like somebody is able to recognize it. Like it, they're like stupid fucking lizard brain. Just is like. Yeah. Oh, I read something that he does symmetry, and I see symmetry, and so I'm so smart, and so it's bad now because it's taking <laughs> me out of it. Um, yeah, that's uh, so. Annoying. I mean, that's what I, I did in that uh, movie class, film, so-called film class that I took in in high school, which was just about watching films, and like that's everybody's final project is just like Quentin Tarantino or Wes Anderson. Here are the the you know these guys make good movies and uh, here are the uh little visual tropes that they use yeah yeah that's not analysis it doesn't fucking count um but the but re- revisiting the born stuff like so so nowadays i think the, the the there was sort of like this like backlash action movie backlash to um to the the, the born films and um the the style that it kind of started with the shaky cam disorienting action stuff uh where now like uh to be considered like a good action film nowadays you uh it's like you, you gotta show the action like let the performers be the performers shoot things like wide and like have like a really good sense of um geography and like so everybody can like you can follow everything going on it and yeah. i'm not against that i think that there can be great versions of that like a lot of the stuff that like you probably watch has a lot of that stuff in it like it's, it's like really good martial artists doing their thing and um you can follow what's going on and like there's like stories within shots and stuff like and that, that like i think that's a great you, like i'm just a defender of movies i like movies over here um that that's cool <laughs> Every movie that I watch is shot like uh, the ESPN coverage of a football game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. John just, Madden is circling a uh, yeah. freaking black it's, glass bottle that's about to be picked up. It's just a, a hundred yards of field. You can see side by side. All of the characters are in profile side by side acting. And then occasionally you get the... Uh, and I do the soy face when they do the uh, the super cinematic overhead quarterback mm-hmm. camera, and I'm like, oh, oh, there it is. And, the, and also, <laughs> I mean, they probably literally probably do this in some of these movies, but like the the slow motion recap, there's slow motion replay. Yeah, do do a kick and then just show it like four times in different <laughs> yeah. angles, and then. I mean, that that's that's literally. You know, <laughs> Korean television that Shelly watches all day, every day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. People See, doing I mean, the soy face, and then you get a slow motion recap of the soy face. <laughs> but then, and then you get another recap of it, and then this time they put on visual effects over top. So they've got, like, <laughs> the crying face. Oh, yeah, I got to – oh, wait, sorry. One more side note thing. I, I've, I, I've been trying to think of a venue to say this. I guess I should say it on the podcast – it's really not 
you know, related to anything. But uh, my new favorite, I guess it's not new, but I've really come to appreciate my favorite thing in the uh, the K variety shows that Shelly watches. It, the best VFX is when they make their heads big, like a bobblehead. <laughs> They're all laughing, and then everybody they make everybody a, fat heads. Everybody, yeah. Have you seen this before? No. Oh man, it's so good. I was trying to look around to see if there's like a name for it. Uh, I see it all the time, but I feel like it's underappreciated because I really couldn't find anything online uh, about it. But it's it's my favorite thing. Give every, give everybody a fat head. It's it's such a funny effect. <laughs> <laughs> they really need to do it. And like they, I don't know, U.S. movies, U.S. television, something. But it is so funny. We tried two different reboots of the Born franchise. We should pitch a third reboot where it's Fathead Born. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, okay. But my my point here about all the Born stuff is that the 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 shaky documentary style works. The fight scenes work. I defend it. It is disorienting. Um. And you don't really have a good idea of what's going on, but geniuses on, on on Twitter and everybody on YouTube and stuff like that's probably the fucking point. Like it's uh, a, it's it's an effect. It's impressionistic. Ever heard of impressionism, guys? That's what it's about. It's giving you. It's 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 using. I think I think it's a it's a very creative use of the medium to. Um, like, you know what? Like we could, we could show something tense and that would be the tension. But what if we also added emotion by like using an emotional camera move, you know, like that's cool. Um, I think it works really well. Um, and yes, it is extreme. It is, it is very extreme and sometimes it doesn't work as well as others, but I'm glad they went for it rather now it's not this very like, uh, that's not like this, uh. I'd rather have something like that than super clean um, and, uh, I don't know, kind of, kind of boring uh, stuff nowadays. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. There's, there's, there's good stuff that happens now. but The wise man says you can have both sometimes. Yes. Yes. There's room for both. We love good movies. I, I think you could use, you can, you can, just you, you, you can use the different techniques to make a good thing. And just because you recognize they're doing it, is okay. Like that's that's something too that kind of bothers me. Is like people who like kind of know about cameras or like I don't know, like who like do like baby video stuff like what I do. Like it's like very limited stuff. Like yeah, I put up some lights and microphone and I can record and I know about frame rates and editing and stuff like that. But like for all the people who do that like me, but then also say like, "Oh, I can't like watch movies because like now I know like I'm always just pay attention and I'm always paying attention to the framing and the the editing and like I just know what goes into it so it's, it just takes me out of it like you are you are baby brain brained yeah. like that's embarrassing for you to say like that's... you can't watch you can't watch a movie because you know that there's a camera there <laughs> that's why every director only directs one movie and then they lose it falls out yeah yeah no like i don't know like i i i've 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 talked to people who have been like i don't know just like yeah ever since like getting into you know this kind of stuff like it just it just takes me out of it because i just like know know what's going into it um (laughs) and like that is that is that is that is an offense to the art form i think like you are 
like if anything it should give you a more more appreciation for like being able to pull something off um like knowing it's all there like it should deepen your appreciation not lessen it it doesn't make any sense yeah like I mean, you can, yeah, say that, like, you notice things or whatever. No doubt you'll notice things that plebs like me don't. But, uh, like, that's like if computer people were like, damn, I just... I just can't use computer knowing use it's computer ones and zeros. anymore knowing that it's not Magic Box. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man, this stinks now. Yeah. No. Yeah. You're it's lying. a bad take. You're lying. Yeah, well, also, you're, you are lying. You're... you're Maybe you're not lying, which would be really weird then, but you're probably lying. <laughs> you're probably lying. But I mean, I guess I do, like, I do kind of probably believe them, but just like, it's, it's, that sucks that that's the way you're watching something, you know? Like, yeah. if you're watching it, I mean, I mean, like, you can watch something and like, and pay attention to like how they edit it and like frame stuff and like pay attention to like some of the more like, some of the craft that goes into it. But I think that you can do that to deepen, like, like I, I I start hooting and hollering when I see like a really well done cut or something, right? But yeah. like that's cool. But 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 rather than just being like, I don't even know. Like if 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 you're just looking at stuff for, like I don't even know how you're watching it. If yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I mean you could watch for that, but it's it's like two other. You know, you're a writer or you're like a a physical. Well, I don't know what you call it. You're a painter. Let's just say you're a painter. People who are writers and paint, they're not like, damn, I can't read books anymore now that I know how they're made. Or like, I'm an editor. So like, oh, when I recognize that story arc and I see, oh, yeah, yeah we're not in the exposition anymore. I'm just taken out of it. No, nobody says that. Doesn't make any sense. Same thing for like- I bet there are those people though. And they're annoying. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Paint- you're doing it wrong. Painters though, or whatever. Yeah, people go- probably pay attention really pay attention to like i think normal people even do when you're looking at paintings or or stuff in like a physical gallery you think about like how it was made and like what right. went into it and like really focus on uh, uh on the the method i guess but you're not like you're not looking at like the mona lisa being like damn i just <sighs> when you know how he put the that used to be to like a blank thing. sheet of paper. Yeah, it's like, oh man, I can just takes easily see him doing. It. You just know exactly how they did everything. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a shitty way to do that. I'm um, too smart for this world. It's yes, yeah. it's it's the, that the it's, Watchmen it's that guy thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, it's somebody with 92 IQ. Being I am yeah, way too smart. For this world. <laughs> it's official, folks. I've reached IQ 100. <laughs> I'm, I'm ascending. Out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm maxed. Perfect out. 100 IQ, perfect 1.0 blood alcohol level. Yeah. Um. Uh. All right. We we are we got to end the show, but I want to on on the subject. I want to end on a recommendation. Okay. Zoe and I started watching um the landscapers on HBO, and oh, okay. um only seen one episode of it, but it is already the best TV since. Uh, the the Pope shows, the okay. young Pope, oh, yeah. Pope. Um, this is uh, Olivia Coleman. The uh, the landscapers is Olivia Coleman and David Thewlis. Um, people probably know Olivia Coleman as I mean, she won Academy Award for um, the favorite. She was the queen. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but she's in a lot of other stuff, and she's amazing. She's probably the best actress out there. Like in just, the world or in that show, I would say so. Of to like, which one? I mean, there's nobody better than her. I would say. Oh, okay. In the show or in the real in the, in the she's other the shows? best at what she does. In the show or in, in the, the world? Ever? In the world. Okay, I just need you to say that. Part. Yeah, yeah. In the world. Yeah. Um, and uh, I gotta look her up. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Um, oh, she's in the father with Anthony Hopkins. She's great in that. Um, and David Thewlis, it plays her husband, in in this. And people probably know David Thewlis as um, he played Remus Lupin in uh, Harry Potter, but he's also uh, excellent in many other things as well. But this, The Landscapers, is about a couple in Britain who like there's a real couple who like went to jail in 2014 for murder um uh, and burying burying an elderly couple in their backyard um and they maintain their innocence to this day but um the these two play that couple and are absolutely delightful as such mm-hmm. it's very very good um, and they do some really cool stuff with the mise-en scene. I got to say, it is off the charts in this. Like, but, but the, like I will say, lit, lit, literally, I am. it is very remarkable what they're doing. They're doing like very cool like lighting cues. It can be like very theatrical. Like she, Olivia Coleman's character has like a movie mindset to extreme degree. She like kind of like phases in and out of like believing things are like movies and and. And stuff, um, mm. and kind of, uh, they do really cool uh, effects to that, or I don't know, like the way they they craft they craft the the story and stuff is just tremendously well well done. Hot, my, it gives my highest recommendation. I've only, I'm only one episode in. Nice. Um, that's the landscapers on HBO. Yeah. All right. Should we uh, go over to the Patreon? Yeah. Show. So that's over on Patreon.com/slash Doctor Skeleton, where you can hear more. This kind of stuff. 